for recent reports of valves getting stuck in the open position. Meteorologists are keeping an eye on stormy weather, including CBS's David Parkinson. Two tropical storms hitting the U.S. Saturday and Sunday, one Hawaii, one Texas. The good news is both of them are not the largest storms in the world. They're not the strongest storms in the world. They will bring heavy rain. They will bring the potential for flash flooding, uh, but then they will move on. People in the east are still dealing with triple-digit heat indexes. Washington's NFL team could go nameless for the time being. Head coach Ron Rivera tells CBS this morning. Truthfully, this is going to be about a 16 to 18 month process to do it the right way and, and, and really not, not, not miss the opportunity to rebrand ourselves, uh, hopefully for the next 100 years. Owner Dan Snyder announced last week the team was finally uh, dropping the controversial Redskins name. In Istanbul... Turkish President Recep Erdogan joining hundreds of worshippers for the first Muslim prayers inside the Hagia Sophia in 86 years. This is CBS News. CBS News Radio is your home for breaking news. With our team of reporters around the country and the world, we give you the coverage you can trust. It's been a real roller coaster tonight here in Angela's Kitchen. Saucy Gold just took the lead, but Blue Plate and Kale Green aren't far behind. Wait, what's this? Red Tomato has just overtaken Kale Green and is in position to pass Blue Plate. Not quite in time because we have a winner. SW6370 Saucy Gold! Ask Sherwin-Williams and bring home the color of your team spirit. Visit your neighborhood Sherwin-Williams store today. Liberty Mutual Insurance Company presents... Doug. Breathe out and repeat after me. Liberty Mutual customizes your car insurance so you only pay for what you need. Liberty Mutual customizes your car insurance so you only pay for what you need. Your bird is eating my candles. Your bird is eating my candles. No, seriously, he's making a mess. No, seriously. He's Liberty, 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 Liberty. Get a customized quote at LibertyMutual.com. Twin brothers in Texas turn a traumatic experience into a lesson on how to save lives. Thurman Thomas almost drowned as a child. Now he and his brother Torrance are giving free swim lessons. With volunteers working one-on-one, -on -one, fear turns to fun. It really makes me feel appreciative that, you know, we can be used to bring so much good. Even in this unusual time, the mission is critical. We teach swimming lessons, yes, but we really teach confidence. And if your worst fear is the water, and we can conquer your worst fear together, what's left? What's next? Jumping in with lessons that can shape a life and save one. Janet Shemley and CBS News. Austin, Texas. An all-star song remake for Quarantine Times. Seems I've got to have Traffic's Dave Mason, joined by rock star Sammy Hager, Mick Fleetwood, Michael McDonald, and the Doobie Brothers. Deborah Rodriguez, CBS News. During these unprecedented times, we know you're all worried about your family's health, your job, and paying your bills. Stop the endless debt cycle. Especially now, be proactive and take advantage of unique programs in place to help you get free of your debt. Don't wait for the bills to pile up and the banks to breathe down your neck. The program at Total Financial Freedom can help you get free of credit card debt, internet and signature loans, and even timeshares. You pay only a fraction of what you owe and they even offer a guarantee. Call now. 
at 800-899-8922 to see if you can qualify and receive a free book written by our CEO, The Debt Dietitian. A-plus rated, Total Financial Freedom has helped thousands get debt relief without considering bankruptcy. During these stressful times, debt doesn't need to add to it. Call now, 800-899-8922 and get your free copy of the book to help you at 800-899-8922. That's 800-899-8922. Hey, it's Boots. We'll talk about a wild week in NASCAR, and we'll take a walk down memory lane talking about Fords and Pontiacs. That's AutoSmarts Friday afternoon at 106 on 970 WATH and 97.1 FM. Remember in the beginning when you first started to build a life for you and your family? You never imagined it would come to this. Instead of living your dreams, you're living with debt. In fact, it's smothering you. Now there's a way you can take back control with one simple call. If you owe $10,000 or more in credit card debt, you qualify to receive a free, no-obligation consultation on how to get rid of that debt for good. Call the Debt Helpline now. We work on your behalf to reduce your debt. We specialize in credit cards, retail store cards, and medical bills. One simple call is all it takes to get the ball rolling to a debt-free life. Stop living with debt and start living your dreams. Call the Debt Helpline now. 800-958-2156. 800-958-2156. 800-958-2156. 800-958-2156. That's 800-958-2156. With 10 years of professional lawn care experience, tackling yards for residents and business alike, mowing expert Joey Daniel wants to make your lawn look its best this summer. Joey Daniel Lawn Care Services take pride in using the best equipment available and services including mowing, trimming, yard waste pickup, and seeding, all at affordable prices. Call Joey Daniel for a free quote at 740-707-2491. References are available. Stay out of the heat and skip worrying about your lawn this summer. Call Joey Daniel Lawn Care Services today, 740-707-2491. Think Black Friday only comes once a year? Think again, because JCPenney's having Black Friday in July. Thursday through Sunday, shop thousands of items on sale. Select Exertion Activewear for the family starts at $7.99. And select Junior Shorts start at just $16.99. Plus, Home Expressions bath towels are $4.99. Save an extra 25% with coupon. On the go, choose contact-free curbside pickup. The days are getting hotter, and so are the savings. JCPenney. Offers valid 723 to 726. Exclusions apply. See store or jcp.com for details. Progressive Motorcycle presents Road Wisdom from the Motor. Half man. You never really stop riding in your mind. Never. Unless you're thinking of something else. Like other thoughts. Progressive Motorcycle also presents Roadside Assistance. Progressive Motorcycle for those who were born to ride. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. So it turns out many people don't know that CE Hardware in Athens sells major appliances. Everything from refrigerators to washers and dryers, all delivered for free. Plus, they're delivered by the CE staff, not a third party out of Columbus. CE will haul away the old appliances for free. Some places charge as much as $30. If you want to pick it up, you can do that too. We have over 100 appliances in stock. When you are in the market for a new kitchen appliance, think CE Hardware first. In association with Gruiser Realty and Building. Larry Conrath, he sells houses. Larry Conrath, he sells houses. Larry Conrath, he sells houses. 5913015. 
591 What was that number again? I said 5913015 in our 70th year of service to Southeast Ohio. AM 970 and 97.1 FM. Well, we wrap up another week here uh the week of uh, June, right? No, July. I'll get it right eventually. What a weird summer it's been. And at this point, it continues to be. I'm Dave Palmer. Scott Daly's here. We've got information. We even have some good music. It's the party line on 970 97.1 Athens. Good morning. And uh, Yabba Daba Do there. I've officially uh, proclaimed Friday. Let's see. Let me set that up there. Anyway, let's see here. Uh, right now we're showing 76 degrees. They say it'll get up to 85. Um, I would not be surprised if it gets a little hotter than that. Um, fog this morning, but most of that's disappeared by now. Um, and they're saying mostly a, a sunny day. Hard to see it from right now, isn't it? It's just gray out there. All right. Um, by the way, 64 tonight and 90 tomorrow. And, uh, if you have any questions about the forecast, give us a call. We'll help you out. Let's see, uh, today is, um, let me get my papers in order here. Today is uh, the 24th day of July. I made a mistake earlier saying it was June. Uh, but the July 24th, 2020, the date, uh, it's a Friday, as I mentioned. This is the 206th day of this year. Um, let's see, highlight in history. The year 1974, when on this date, the United States Supreme Court unanimously ruled that President Richard Nixon had to turn over subpoenaed White House tape recordings to the Watergate special prosecutor. Boy, do I remember that. I think I was sitting in this chair right here giving that very report at that time. Remarkable. Um, let's see here. Uh, birthdays, J actor John Aniston is, um, 87. Pat Oliphant, the uh, political cartoonist, 85. Ruth Buzzy, remember her? Comedian, 84. And, um... See, what, wasn't she on Saturday Night Live? No, oh, she was on Rona Martin's Laugh-In. That's it. That's it. Yeah. That's it. I knew it was something like that. She was the one that played the uh, character of the older lady sitting mm -hmm. on the park bench and 
Artie, Artie Johnson would stroll up to her. And she'd slam her purse on him. Yeah. Actor Mark Goddard is 84. Uh, Chris Sarandon, another actor, 78. Comedian Gallagher is 74. <laughs> He's funny. Okay, uh, refresh my memory a little bit. Oh, on he, he was the one that always used to smash the watermelons with a sledgehammer and spray the first few rows with watermelon. He was just very... What common. show was he on? He wasn't on a show. He was a, just a comedian that did uh, tours, comedy tours. But, I mean, was he on Ed Sullivan or anything like that? Oh, yeah. He was on uh, Johnny Carson a few times. Okay, okay. Yeah, and uh, that was... I do not remember him at all. That's what a lot of people remember him from is, you know, he'd set out the watermelon, get the sledgehammer, and everyone would uh, start ducking for cover, raise up plastic shower liners or whatever they had. <laughs> I do not remember this at all. Oh, well. Sounds uh, interesting. He would smash that watermelon it would go everywhere <laughs> well yeah mercy and for some people the reason people just cracked up when when he did that one time he brought out two watermelons they thought he was done he said oh you think i'm done now <laughs> they showered him again been funny if the second one was just even larger <laughs> yeah you know, than the first okay Let's see here. Well, let's screen on down here. We've got um, a whole bunch of people I don't know, including him, really, um, evidently. Let's see. Sean McKinney is uh, 39. He's an actor. Uh, Elizabeth Moss, 38. Sarah Green, 36. These are all actors or actresses. Well, here's a National Hockey League center, Patrice Bergeron, right? 35. Um, actress Megan Park, 34. Actress Mara Wilson, 33. Youngest person listed is a tender 22. It's a TV personality, Bindi Irwin, B-I-N-D-I Irwin. Oh, yeah. Remember uh, Steve Irwin, the Australian uh, zoo guy, kind of like Jungle Jack Hanna? Okay. He would always say, crikey. He was yes, always, okay. Always the one. That's his daughter. I see. She was actually on Dancing with the Stars and did quite well, too. Well, she's Australian, right? Yeah. I've always had a particularly, um, how would you call it? Australian, the image of an Australian person uh, has always um, impressed me, I guess. It, I like their nature. I like their personality. I like their work ethic. I like, I like them. And they always are pleasant to be around. At least that's been my experience. Steve Irwin was funny. He would do some funny things on that show in search of animals. But one day uh, he was snorkeling, you know, looking at stingrays. 
and different types of uh, sea creatures. Mm-hmm. And one of them got him in the chest, stung him, and uh, was punct- it fatal? Yeah, punctured his heart, I think. Well, doing, I've, I've done a lot of that. Doing what he loved best. But, um, you know, I have only one scar to show it. But um, I guess I've been lucky. Okay. Me too. Uh, July 24th it is. And um, let's see. Today is National Tequila Day. That's not a bad thing. National Cousins Day. National Drive-Thru Day. A lot of that going on. Sure is. National Thermal Engineer Day. And National Amelia Earhart Day. Hmm. That perplexed me when I saw that, too. And I was looking through the historical pages thinking, why is this the day that her airplane disappeared? Or the day she took off, but it's actually her birthday today. Okay. Well, either way. Yeah. And uh, it's also um, noticing her accomplishments in aviation and many other areas. Let's see here. Uh, Other historical things. 1534, the year. Jacques Cartier, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Lands in Canada and claims it for France. 1567, get this one. Mary, Queen of Scots, is forced to abdicate. Her one-year-old son becomes King James VI of Scots. One-year-old. At the age of one, he became king. I would... Didn't even know it. Well, Betty got the feeling pretty quickly because <laughs> you know how kids are. If they feel any sense that they're truly in control, <laughs> yeah. Um, mercy. That might have been a mess. Eighteen thirty-two. Benjamin Bonneville. Leads the first wagon train across the Rocky Mountains by Wyoming's South Pass. I guess that's good enough on that section. Let's see what the next page has to say. Oh, I know where we are here. Famous birthday. So it is Amelia Earhart. We did that one. She was born on this date in 1897. She died in 1939. Okay, this guy looks kind of modern, but the picture is very old. Bill the Butcher. Doesn't sound very flattering, does it? Bill the Butcher? Yes. I'm guessing he was a bad guy. Born on sure this date, like it. yeah. Born on this date in 1821, died in 1855. Anything back there? Yeah, it's slowly coming around. Okay. Bill the butcher. Uh, 
William Poole, also known as Bill the Butcher, was the leader of the Washington Street Gang, which later became known as the Bowery Boys Gang. He was a local leader of the Know Nothing political movement in the mid-19th century in New York City. <laughs> know Nothing politics. Is he... That's K-N-O-W, nothing. Yeah. But was he a bad guy? Um, my guess is probably yes, since it was a gang. He was mm-hmm. the leader of that Washington Street gang, but uh, doesn't really say a whole lot after that. Barry Bonds celebrating his 56th birthday today. Another birthday that uh, historical Simon Bolivar was born on 1783 this date, died in 1830. He's got an impressive uniform on, military type. Simon Bolivar. Oh, all right. Let's see what we can find here. B-O-L-I-V-A-R. Mm-hmm. Well, it's taking its good old time here, getting the progress wheel, if you know what that is, folks listening in. Uh, Let's see. He was known as, uh, colloquially, as El Liberatador, or the Liberated. The Liberator was a Venezuelan, and today... If we can get this to move. Doesn't want to move too quick. I've I've had enough. (laughs) Me too. Venezuelan military political leader who uh, led what currently are the countries of Venezuela, Bolivia, Colombia, Ecuador, Peru, and Panama to independence from the Spanish Empire. Folks, if I'm not mistaken, we have a phone, uh, rather a caller waiting. Good morning. Hey, how you doing? We're doing fine. Uh, I just wanted to add David Butcher to go back to a, a previous person that you mentioned. Yes. Uh, he was played by Daniel Day Lewis in Martin Scorsese's movie, Gangs of New York. Ah, okay. So and uh, he's a real person, of course. Uh, I've actually read the book, Gangs of New York. Uh, he actually lived before the time that the movie takes place. But yes, he was the leader of uh, the Washington Street Gang, which became the Bowery Boys, mm-hmm. which was uh, one of New York's most prominent uh, gangs back in the day. Wow. Well, we, we guessed that he was a bad guy, but when we read his uh, paragraph here, it wasn't very clear. So you've... Yeah, you've yeah, confirmed- you know... Uh, Good, bad, it's really hard to say. But yes, he is the uh, antagonist in the movies, pretty much. Um, not not that good of a movie, but uh, Daniel Day-Lewis is pretty good in the movie, as usual. Fair enough. Thanks for yeah. helping. Yeah, no problem. Okay. You guys have a good day. Thank Likewise. you. Thank Likewise. you. And uh, Leonardo DiCaprio also starred in that movie. And I'm reading here, too, that it was never known that uh, Bill the Butcher, it is not known, he is not known to have killed anyone. So 
according to our caller, maybe that's what he meant by he was just basically the antagonist. Well, it's one thing to kill a person. It's another one to instruct others to. Mm, Yep. If you know what I mean. Yep. The culpability is with that as well. Folks, um, I want to talk, of course, briefly about uh, the most current numbers for our county, the state, and so on. And, of course, I'm referring to the COVID virus. As of 2 o'clock yesterday, these figures all are uh, accurate to that point. And most generally, every 2 o'clock is the key point when they release this new information. So, um, let's go backwards. Let's start with Athens. Athens, uh, as of yesterday, had 303 cases. That was an increase of 11 cases from the day before. Of the 303, 145 were considered active. 153 recovered. And, of course, we had the one death early on. About 11 new cases yesterday. State of Ohio. As of yesterday, they had had 80,186 cases. 1,444 were new yesterday. Of these 80,000, how does it break out? Well, 2,403 are in the ICU. 7,565 are in hospitals but not in the ICU. 20,680 are recovering at home, we assume. There has been 3,256 deaths in this estate. And then the last figure I would share with you is that 46,282, again, this is as of 2 o'clock yesterday, are recovered. So let's see here. see a mathematical error, but it doesn't affect anything I said. The mathematical error is that I, I show the recovery rate based upon the total population rather than those that were have gone through were announced as being positive or active cases. So All in all, over 50% have recovered is what I'm trying to say. But my figure says 29%. So that's an error. I'll fix it later in the day. Okay, now, for uh, most of the week, I've been bringing in my actual computer because this is too big a report to, um, to print off. 
and I had done a worldwide study, and I drew down information from a variety of places, and then I had to also insert things, because bits of information that I was interested in weren't contained in some of the reports. But before we go any farther, there is another caller, so let's do that. Good morning, you're on the air. Good morning. I have a little factoid about the COVID-19 situation. If you're scheduled for any kind of surgery, you first have to have a COVID-19 test. Yes. I haven't heard that announced publicly anywhere. Well, I, well <clears throat> um, I announced that as early as probably March, but... Um, or, I haven't it, heard recently. I know. So uh, I, we should have said that more often, I suppose. And if you've had one recently and then you have another thing coming up, you've got to take the test again. I have a yep. friend yep. that's gone through three of them. Yep. Any kind of procedure that... that uh, well, you understand it, of course. Yeah, they don't want to have somebody there that could pass it along while they're having surgery. Yep. Yeah. But it was just something I thought, while they don't know whether you've caught it between the last time you had the test and the next time you're going to have a test, so... Over to Herald Avenue, you go. Now, that's, um, what's the term? There's a term when you test positive, but you're, but you haven't actually had it. Asymptomatic? Thank you. Now, when they say that there are so many cases... Does that include the those that are asymptomatic? I don't think it does. Yeah, I kind of doubt it too. And asymptomatic, what's your what's your thought of a definition, Scott? Well, basically that. I mean, you know, you you have it, you've contracted it somehow, but you're not showing any symptoms of it you know just like you and i walk around here you know we don't have uh signs of being ill a headache or you know uh, all the other symptoms that go along with it but yet we have in reality contracted covid19 to extend that a little further i'm wondering once you're asymptomatic they say well once you've had it you can so sometimes affect your heart or your lungs or your mm -hmm. some part of your body. wonder if those who are asymptomatic have any of those ill effects that they just don't know about yet. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. You know, you're, I think, well, for me, it means you're an active case, but you're just not showing symptoms of it. So, so you're thinking they are counted in the number? Well, if if they don't know they have it, you know, would they go to be tested? Well, yeah. Um, There's lots of people. So, first of all, okay, then yes, I me, would say let, it is. Let me back up a Okay. <clears throat> I have heard for three weeks, maybe four now, that anybody wants a test can get it, and you can get it at CVS. You can get it at, um, you know, any number of places, right? Now, I actually was at CVS picking up a prescription when they were 
giving the test to someone, and it was through the drive through window, for crying out loud. I thought that was kind of interesting. Um, okay, so then I asked about it while I was at the shop, and they said, go online, and there's a questionnaire, and then it'll schedule you. So I did that, and I checked the questions, left yes, no, 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 yes, whatever. They had maybe 10 questions, and when it was all said and done, they said, you don't qualify. Now, about four days after that, I heard you can no longer, that anyone can get a test, period. So I've sort of been thinking, should I get a test, you know? Yeah. Um, I'll do it. Yeah. Anyway. I have a question about the health department situation. I know where it's located on West Union Street. Right. And I know Jack Pepper's the lead person, and you have him on uh, Kim and Ruth's. Once in a while, yeah. Make, make it happen. And he, he's been on lately because they've had updates, and they put us in the yellow zone or whatever we're in. Orange zone, and uh, he evidently said something to the governor's crew that David Ga- uh, Gaskell or whatever. Dick, Dick Gaskell. Uh, what's the relationship of Dick Gaskell? Is he over the health department, or is yes. Jack Pepper over the health department? They seem to have a disagreement as to who who the majority of cases were and why, and. Jack swears that it was the college-age students, and Dick says that can't be proven. And, and they had it. They had to come to some kind of better communication. Yeah. Well, Jack Pepper is the head administrator. Um, Dick Gaskell is our health commissioner. And he works in the same building. Um, yes. But they don't. One's not the boss of the other. I am under the opinion that um, the top guy is Dr. Gaskell. But, um, you know, they both mean well. But between you and me, it does seem like the students are the ones that are bringing it back to Athens. And probably the majority of these 300 and some cases that we currently have. I don't know squat, but that's my opinion as well. Yeah, it seems to be that way. And then we're all worried that when they all come back next month for fall semester. With with the imposition of masks and the restrictions on social gatherings and so on, um, it it can be accomplished successfully. But um, there's going to be some pushback, and that's what one worries about. Okay. I'll let you go on to your geography test. Go ahead and <laughs> test Scott, see how good he is. Okay. <laughs> I'm lousy at that geography stuff. I'm like you, Palmer. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye. Um, there you go. <coughs> All right. Well, I had it up here, and then my computer went back to sleep. Here we go. Okay, so... We we have done some worldwide stats. Can, can can I say one more thing? I don't know. Well, I'll I'll try. 
you know, with, uh, okay, this is sports related, you know, about uh, what we just mentioned about people being asymptomatic. Uh-huh. Okay, right now the NCAA is mandating testing on Wednesdays. And I, I'm not sure if we mentioned this or not, but, okay, if they test football players, I'm, I'm just going to use football as, a, as, a, as an example. And there's a game that's played on Saturday, and the players are tested on Wednesday. Okay, well, who's to say that they won't get sick on either a Thursday or a Friday before they play the game on Saturday? And as we all know, college football is tackle football, and you have lots of large bodies congregated in one specific area when a tackle is made. There's a lot of breathing that goes on in there, exhaling, inhaling, and if someone doesn't know they have it and it spreads to other players and other teams, teams that are coming in that are told, incidentally, that's another another thing that is going to have to happen. Visiting teams are needing to be told, are re- being re- uh, required to be told of any student athletes that are testing positive or how many they're testing. For instance, let's say if Miami comes here to play, then it's Ohio University's responsibility to inform Miami University of the positive testing. Well, it doesn't matter home or away. Both teams have to inform each other. Exactly. So how is that going to be prevented with tackle football, with being asymptomatic, as we just mentioned? Players don't know they are. I just think it's a very, very dangerous slippery slope, as they say. Very dangerous curve to be on with trying to do that. Now, I love college football as much as the next guy, as much as you do. Do I want to see it canceled? No. But just made me think of that about being asymptomatic. You know, there's, there's going to be close proximity of players and if they are asymptomatic, then, you know, I'm just thinking of how this could really mushroom mm-hmm. and grow and spiral out of control, as they say, with all of that happening. Well, uh, I understand. And I don't really have the... I haven't really given a great deal of thought. You're way ahead of me on this. It, it, um, but, it, yeah, I mean, I don't know if anybody has an answer other than, you know what, we, we need to err on the side of caution and just maybe think twice about having a season and plus the playing services now that they're on. You know, let's say that the Bobcats have a home game in – early September. Well, it's still, you know, sometimes 85, 90 degrees in Athens, which makes the temperature on the field about, uh, excuse me, about 110, 120, which is going to incubate germs and bacteria even more. I I thought it was the opposite. No. The germs, if they're exposed to high heat, will dissipate. But Florida and Arizona proved that wrong with their skyrocketing numbers but that may be because of other inactions it could be maybe they're all inside too and in air conditioning but you know there are so many people that flooded the beaches of florida when they reopened and now 
you know, they've got a high number of cases that have increased there. Folks, I hate to. Nobody dislikes wearing a mask more than I do, I swear. But I am doing it. And there has been so much emphasis from so many knowledgeable medical personnel saying the masks will help everyone, everywhere. So I have turned the corner. I am wearing masks. I am too. Everywhere. Um, in public. Now, I think the places that have seen unusual numbers were places where they were not. on top of this mask situation. Um, How can something as simple as wearing a mask make such a big difference? It's a remarkable thing. Yeah, it is. Um, Anyway. Well, let's, on top of that, if I may, um, now with the mask ordinance in the state of Ohio, one of the exceptions, excuse me, is that a mask does not have to be worn while playing sports which further emphasizes the point about tackle mm. football and lots of players congregated in one area when a tackle is made during tackle football. They're not wearing a mask. You know, at our home, we probably have now a collection of a dozen different masks. Um, a few of them were homemade by, uh, I could name the, the, the gals that made them, they're just great friends. And they feature Ohio University print and stuff like that. They're really cool. Others uh, were made by other people, and, and maybe it's flowers, and it's something my wife would wear, you know. Anyway, the point to all of this is some are heavy. And it is a bit of a, a greater challenge to breathe through them, particularly under an envi- um, exercise situation. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, the one that I'm most fond of uh, is lighter weight. It is one of the medical grade um, deals. It has a certain certification. And it is easier to breathe. And you can huff and puff in it a good bit. And it it doesn't feel as restrictive as some of the others. I lost my point. Anyway. About wearing masks during athletic competition? I think, I think. Exercising? um, I don't think anybody should be wearing one mask. I think you need a variety, and um, just use them, okay? This morning, I got an email from our Ohio Association of Broadcasters, 
they have furnished us with 50 masks here at the station. Um, I must tell you, they are not very comfortable. They, they're too tight around the ears for me. Now, it might fit somebody else because nobody has their ears spaced the same. Probably it fits other people on our staff perfectly. But I have found a mask that really is comfortable for me. Okay, never mind. It's easy. Well, um, it's just the, you know, trying to emphasize the point of yep, yep. masking. You know, that uh, it is proving to have some benefits in, in blunting the spread of this. Okay, uh, we may never get to this geographical thing. Um, <laughs> we've got, uh, what, uh, 14 minutes. Well, let's hit a couple highlights. Okay. I can sort this any way we want, but... Right now, I have sorted, okay, there's 245 nations in our world. When I worked on this story, the number of nations I've never heard of was amazing to me. Much less could I have a globe in front of me and turn and point to it? Uh-uh. I have no idea where they are. So then to add to it the coronavirus impact in terms of cases, in terms of deaths, in terms of recoveries, Okay, so what is the largest... Okay, Scott, I'm going to really put you on the spot here. <clears throat> what do you think the largest nation is? Um, in, in terms of square mileage? Population. Population. Wasn't it China or India? Well, they're very close. It's Ch India first, then China. Then the U.S.? Yeah, but it's a quite distant. Let me let me give you okay. The world's population is seven point five billion people. India has one point three billion. China has one point three billion also. The United States has three hundred and twenty eight million but it comes in third. So there's this huge difference between the number three sized populated nation, which is China, and the number four, which is the United States, right? Okay. N what's next largest after the U.S.? You want to guess? Um, I'm, uh, this is unfair to you, I know. <laughs> okay, Indonesia. 
That was my guess. Okay, good. After that, Pakistan. Then coming in eighth largest, Brazil. Brazil has essentially 209 million people. Then Nigeria, Bangladesh, Russia comes in 11th. It has 144 million. That's less than half of what the U.S. has. Japan comes in 12th, Mexico 13th, Ethiopia 14th, Philippines 15th, Egypt 16th, Vietnam 17th, the Congo, Democratic Republic of the Congo, 18th, Germany 19th, Germany has... Uh, I'm sorry, 83 million people. Then Iran, then Thailand, then France. France is 23rd. And they have um, almost 67 million. Then the UK, United Kingdom, 66.6. Million. Italy, South Africa, Tanzania, Myanmar, or Burma, Kenya, Colombia, Argentina, Spain comes in 32nd in terms of size with 46,000 people. I'm sorry, 46 million people. Uganda, then the Caribbean, Netherlands, Algeria, Ukraine, Sudan, Iraq, Poland, Canada. Canada comes in 40th. They have 27.5 million people. Afghanistan, Morocco, Saudi Arabia, Uzbekistan, Peru, Malaysia, Angola, Ghana, okay, uh, we're about um, one-fifth through the whole list. There's a lot of countries. (laughs) Um, Let me go down here and just see... um, Okay, here's one that I hate. Cote d'Ivoire. Something to that effect. It is the 56th largest country. It has 25 million people. C-O with a funny mark over it. T-E. D and then a funny mark. H-O... I'm sorry, H-V-O-I-R-E. Ever heard of it? No. No. Not, not a chance. Yeah. 
going down four more. Burkina Faso. They've got 19, almost 20 million people. I've never heard of it. Coming after it, Romania, then Mali, then Chile, Kazakhstan, Malawi, Zambia, Netherlands, Guatemala, Ecuador, Syria. But here it is, you know, large enough to be bigger than those guys, and we've never heard of it. And it only gets worse as you go down the list. Well, then I also have the COVID stuff. Um, and it, it seems rather clear to me that the more population that exists, the greater the problem. Which kind of goes hand in hand with all of this social distancing and mask wearing and all this stuff. If you have fewer people and they're spread out, it seems to be less of an issue. Yeah. You look at the counties in Ohio where there's obviously less population backs up that statement right there. Yes, indeed. We're going to end with music. Look forward to a pleasant weekend and progress with COVID-19.
much as I'd like to hear much more of this. Porgy and Bess, that is. We're about 50 seconds away from CBS. Service to Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. This is CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by Rocket Mortgage. I'm Deborah Rodriguez. Millions of people are in limbo as Republicans and the White House grapple with a new coronavirus stimulus bill. $600 in temporary benefits for unemployment recipients runs out tomorrow. Recruiter Carol Fletcher tells CBS's Nancy Cordes she's all for lowering that figure. Do you think the problem would be as bad if people were getting, let's say, $300 or $400 a week? It would not be as bad. Right now, $600 is a lot of money to people especially people on minimum wage. One in five American workers is still out of a job. While places like Florida deal with record numbers of COVID cases, other parts of the country are taking baby steps to reopen. WTOP's John Doman is in Washington. The National Zoo is open again. The animals definitely noticed we were gone. I don't know if they missed us or not. Brandy Smith is the head of animal care. The animals are unconcerned with COVID and what's going on in the world. It's still free to get in, but visitors now need to reserve a time slot to visit the zoo before they show up. And Steve Montfort, the director of the National Zoo, says when guests arrive, they'll see lots of signs. Creating one-way walks through the park to, to create lots of different...